My daughter was taking a walk one day and she passed these two homes that look similar from the outside. They face each other across the street. So she comes home that day and she says, mom, there were parents screaming at the one house at their boy and cussing at him. And I heard all of it. It was awful. But mom, it was crazy because across the street, there was a mom and dad on their front porch and I could hear them kissing their kids and saying the sweetest things and the kids were giggling. It was crazy. So my daughter tells me that story and then Matt hears the story a while later and he jokingly says, well, that'd be a crazy social experiment. Let's watch these families and see what these kids grow into. Yikes, right? Now, I realize we just passed a quick judgment on two isolated incidents of what my daughter witnessed in just seconds of two different families' lives. By the way, we don't even know these families. But I do think it's a good chance for us to pause and look at our communication habits within our homes because these become the foundation of our homes and what our family is built on. Today is August 25th, 2020. So if you're like me, um, maybe this isn't actually the best time to be looking at our communication skills within our homes because we probably can all sit back here and reflect on some days where we really aren't the most proud of our communication or the way we've been connecting. And maybe we are kind of sick of talking all the time. <laughs> I get it. But I do think we can all pause right now and check this out in a really quick way. Our communication within our family can change by just practicing a few things that we can have a little bit of self-control over and really set the tone. Come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted. Turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project. Maybe don't look at the sink and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome friend with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now my mom, whose favorite Disney character is Pooh Bear, Jennifer Zumbiel. This podcast review says just what every family needs. It's from Jill V and she writes, I have been following Jennifer's social media for Together Moments since it started. My family loves the Together game, and I'm so excited for her podcast. She is honest and real about parenting and provides a beacon of inspiration just when your mama heart needs it. If you are looking for ways to make the most of the time your family has together, I guarantee Jennifer will provide you with exactly what you are looking for. Love Together and looking forward to every episode. You all are awesome. Jill V, thank you so much for these words. You guys, when I read these reviews, they're like... You just dropped a little note in my mailbox. It is so awesome, and I just appreciate your encouragement and your support so much. If you leave a review, 
there is a very good chance I will read it right here for you to listen to. How would you rate the strength of your family's communication? What would you say? What is your face-to-face communication like? What are your daily interactions like? When we really think about it, we have to dig deep because it is what our families are built on. For those of you who have heard the past episodes or you know the story of Together, it goes like this basically. I am a family of six. I was sitting in a restaurant several years ago, looked around, realized, oh my gosh, face-to-face communication is dying. We have so many distractions. It's a slippery slope. It's a slow fade. None of us want to get there, but this world is handing it to us where we just have so much trouble communicating anymore and getting past the surface and digging deeper and talking about what's meaningful. And I didn't want that for my family. So I set out to do something about it. And I created conversation starters on stickers that are easy to use at family dinner and date night and Advent and Easter and in your lunch bags and all kinds of things. Those are all the versions, by the way. (laughs) And they're all on the website at togethermoments.com if I'm pumping you up to go get these. But here's the deal. If our communication breaks down within our family, our family itself is going to face a threat of breaking down. And I know you know what I mean because I live the same life. We get busy, we get distracted, we go days, and all of a sudden you look at your spouse and you think, oh my gosh, I don't even feel connected to you because... We haven't had a meaningful conversation other than who's picking up the kid where and did you get the groceries I asked for? And then our children are the same way. We just hustle back and forth to drop them off places. And are we taking time to have those moments in our tiny cracks of our day? Because you all, it's about quality, not quantity. We don't have to freak out about, oh my gosh, but I'm too busy. That's okay. That is actually the whole reason I'm here because I knew our family was heading down that path too. And I wanted a solution in the small moments. That's why I'm telling you every one of these stickers works. All you do is you open them up, you peel them, you pass them around your table and you can have the most brilliant, heartfelt, meaningful words spoken in like 10 minutes or less. It's so easy, but I'm really passionate about this as you can tell. And I want to talk about it today because I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to get it right all day, every day, through all the hard stuff, every single moment. It doesn't have to be that way. If we can show up in small ways, we can make a huge difference. If we can just have that one really solid connection with our words to those we love the most, our, our spouse and our children, and of course, our friends and all that too. But today we're talking about our home and those people right there that we are the closest to, that we know we want to build up so that the whole base is strong for us to stay tight, make it through all the rocky things that come our way. Today's episode is me actually reading from a blog post that I put up last year. And I think it's just exactly what we all can hear right now to feel encouraged to keep moving during this hard time where we just are feeling honestly a little drained with keeping it all together. We had a backyard basketball court growing up. Really, it was less than a half court, but it was awesome. It was so much fun. And when it was summer break, I was encouraged to be back there shooting free throws every morning, 50 to 100 to be exact. My dad was my basketball coach, and he would tell me to keep a chart And when he came home, he'd ask me how it went. 
He did not force me to do this, and I didn't get in trouble if I didn't, but I knew his speech. Basketball players are made in the offseason, Jen. You can't expect to be better by practicing only a few hours one night a week. You know, free throws win ball games. <laughs> so I was told what it would take, and the ball was in my court. No pun intended. Now that I am a parent, I have these same kinds of talks with my own children all the time. I want them to know that any athlete does not get better when they only touch the ball one night a week at their team practice. They also know that people get better at school, dance, work, art, anything in the off season. We provide the advice and encouragement, but what they do with our words is up to them. Isn't it the same with us as adults? Just because we grow up doesn't mean that we have to forget to practice. If you wanna run a marathon, you better get up and train. If you want to be healthier, you better execute consistency. If you want to have a stronger faith, then go to church regularly. Whatever it is, we only see results when we commit to making a difference, practicing, and doing more than just getting by, or worse yet, not caring at all. So I was at the grocery store last year and I walked through an aisle where a teenage boy was standing with his mom. He had the cart and it was blocking the end of the aisle. His mom just looked at him and yelled, Move the cart, dumb fill-in-the-blank. My eyes got huge. My jaw dropped. I had so many things. I wanted to yell back at this woman. Like, do you know it's the together lady in the aisle with you? (laughs) Just kidding. I bit my tongue and I moved to the checkout line. However, that one sentence and her body language in a public place like a grocery store was enough for me to know what communication is probably like in the privacy of their home. It also told me how that poor boy has most likely been given a very shaky foundation of how to communicate with everyone else in his life. Friends, adults, teachers, strangers. Then if he ever wants to change that, he's going to have to fight to learn new ways and undo what skills have been modeled to him. Just as we want to teach our children to practice those things at which they hope to be successful, it is imperative that we look at our home as a place to practice, teach, and model good communication skills for our family and for anyone that comes into our home. I'm going to repeat that again. It is imperative that we look at our home as a place to practice, teach, and model good communication skills for our family and for anyone that comes into our home. Are we all going to mess up at some point? Yes, of course, maybe hourly. And are we going to go days without really connecting because we are so busy? You bet, yes, we are, we will. But I think we all need to be reminded of our real goal here to practice, teach, and model all this. And the key is making a commitment to the ways in which communication happens in our home will change it all. We have to set the expectations that we have for conversation skills, and we have to establish consistency to make it all happen. In our home, we have always believed that meaningful communication is the number one way to build and keep a strong family. There are so many distractions that bombard us through the years and that threaten our strength. We know that we have to set up an environment for face-to-face communication to happen naturally and to make people want to engage in it. And those are the keys. It has to feel natural 
and people have to want to engage in it. It's got to be inviting, right? It is a daily challenge to try and try again. But making those meaningful connections is how we are going to keep a solid foundation. And a solid foundation is what will keep us from crumbling when the storms come. And guess what? The storms will come. Maybe they have come. Maybe yours are crashing against you right now. They show up in hidden ways like the busyness and schedules that slowly fade to chaos and lost time with one another. They show up in environmental stress from careers or academic struggles or conflict in relationships. The storms come from the disorganization in our homes that lead to battles over lost things or unsigned papers or arriving late to our obligations. The storms exist in obvious ways and they exist in very, very subtle ways that you can't even see beginning. But ever so slowly, those winds begin to emerge. The downpour happens and our foundation is put to the test. So what practices do you have in place in your family right now that ensure you know how to keep communication strong, respectful, and open? Will you be able to withstand the storms or will your innate communication skills barely sustain you? At the beginning of this episode, I shared with you the story about my daughter taking a walk and the contrasting families that she saw and their communication. And then I shared with you the story about the mom and the son at the grocery store. We have all witnessed these moments, the good, the bad, in other families, in public places, in our own family, in private places where we step away and we're really regretting our words. Or we step away and we are so proud of the moment that we just had within our family. Sure, we're all going to have these kinds of moments of regret when words spew from our mouths that we immediately wish we could take back. We're also going to have really great times, but I shared these examples because I think it's an important illustration of just stepping back and checking our habits. So these are six questions to ask yourself. Am I quick to say things without thinking of the impact on another person? A conversation we have a lot in our house is looking at our words and actions like a game of checkers. If I say this, how are you going to react? And you kind of have to think two or three moves ahead and is it worth it? Is the reaction you're gonna get from the other person worth it? And then it determines what words and actions come out of you. The second question to ask, do I model good communication skills in public places? And I ask this just so we're aware of the way our actions are seen and how we're influencing others because we have such a golden opportunity to really model good things to other people and other families we come across. The third question, how is my behavior influencing the people I have direct contact with daily? And that's just obvious. We are just, anything we model is gonna be picked up as a habit or picked up with you know, underlying signs from body language and things like that. Do these people, specifically my children, model the ways in which I speak? Have you noticed that? Do you ever look at your children, listen to them, and think, ooh, you act just like me, or you act just like her or him. Maybe it's their sibling. But we notice those things. So are they picking up the good habits or the bad ones? And 
I think that's okay, you know? I mean, I always tell my kids, you're going to have bad days. This is real life. This is where we live. It's okay. But it's also good to acknowledge maybe, you know, I shouldn't have acted that way. I'm sorry for that. I know that you say this because I say it this way. Let's maybe both become better at this. Today's bonus question is with my little buddy, Nathan, and I am asking him a question from Together for Family Dinner. So this comes from our Things That Make Me Go category. These are all stickers that have one little phrase on them, and you peel it and you say, what today made you say, and then the sticker says it. So I'm going to ask Nathan this one. So Nathan, what did you learn new this summer that made you say, that was amazing? Um, um, go on the monkey bars. <gasps> That's right. You learned that this summer. I was so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Was it scary? Yeah. What was the hardest part of learning to climb the monkey bars? To grab onto it because it was so sweaty. Oh my gosh, it was so sweaty this summer. We really need to go at night, I think, when it's cooler. Uh-huh. I think so. Okay, and then I know something else you learned this summer that made me say that was amazing. Did you learn something else cool this summer? Yeah, jump off the diving board. Buddy, I was so proud of you because this was your summer to shine. You just figured out how to swim underwater and get right back to the, what? To the, um... Wall. Yeah, to the wall, and then what would you do? Um... Monkey crawl over to the ladder. What does it feel like when you jump off that diving board? Uh, scary fun. Middle. <laughs> scary fun in what? In the middle. In the middle, because you're way out far. But it's amazing, isn't it? Yes. I'm so proud of you. You are my best little guy. Nathan, how old are you? Five. He's five, and you can see how... Those stickers are just super easy for prompting that conversation and giving you what you need to just keep going and get the kids engaged and make it feel natural and make everyone have a really fun and special time together. The next question, what communication habits do we have in place at home that encourage meaningful conversation? Are you always asking questions that give one-word answers? Are you good at asking open-ended questions? Do you engage in conversation with eye contact? Are you implementing tools in your home like to gather games? Is this a sales pitch? Well, no, it's just a way for you guys to know these things really work. Just like you would outsource anything in your home that you want help with, if you want help with lawn care, if you want help with cleaning in your home, if you want help with groceries, it's not bad. It's not a sign of you not being able to do it. It's that you just want help. That's what these stickers do for you. They just give you the prompt to get to those meaningful conversations and make sure that you're practicing those good habits. And the last question, which I think is always so good, is when the day ends, do I feel like our family made real connections or do I have regrets over the ways we did not connect? And I don't mean to ask that so that we always focus on the negative things, but You know, that's how we get better. We have to see where we need to improve. And we also must celebrate our successes for the day. So if you feel like 
you really reached your unreachable child in the carpool on the way to soccer practice or whatever it is, celebrate that, recognize what you did really well, and just build on that the next time. Our families are our greatest responsibility and our communication is its strongest source of strength. Besides, of course, what I believe is super imperative is a foundation of faith, but our communication is right up there. When it breaks down, our families really face the threat of breaking down as well. And when our families break down, it has a ripple effect on society, which is evident everywhere we look. We all know we don't get better at something without practice. And the one practice we cannot eliminate from our family's busy schedule is that of building strong communication skills. I'm going to leave you with a few tips you can quickly, guys, quickly, quickly implement in your home that can immediately bring meaningful communication. There are eight of these, and I do have these on a worksheet that is in the um, show notes for this episode on our website at togethermoments.com slash podcast for episode 13. Number one, make it a priority to eat at least one family meal together a week. The more the better. If you can't get everyone together at dinner time, make it lunch or dessert. That is a captive audience right there. If we all take time to gather around our dinner table, our breakfast table, our snack table, whatever you're calling it for the day, you can immediately engage with one another because you're right there facing one another. Number two, when you do eat together, gather at your table, not a counter or the couch. Number three, turn off all screens and don't allow any at the table when you have a meal together. Number four, look up when someone wants to have a conversation. Put down the screen. Look up while folding the laundry. Stop your activity to let them know they are important. I've talked about this in other episodes, but my friend Christy Hayes and I talk about easy little thing to do. Stop, drop, and fold. Stop what you're doing, physically drop it, and fold your hands so you're not tempted to pick it up. Number five, make eye contact. Practice it, encourage it, teach it. One habit that we have taught from a young age is when my children can speak to people, which usually begins at age one, we immediately say, look them in their eyes, look at their eyes, speak to them. So for example, when we walk into the gym nursery, I would always say, look Miss Carol in the eyes, say hello Miss Carol, make eye contact, just reinforce that over and over, but make it a habit in your own home as well. Number six, lead with a compliment. Notice something your spouse or child have been working hard at or trying to change. Recognize it with your words and of course, with your eye contact. Everybody loves to hear praises and that just opens up their body language, their minds, their hearts to just want to sit and engage more. And we all know that it changes the whole mood for the rest of the day, right? When we have that good connection. Number seven, ask them questions that make them give more than a one word answer. Some examples would be, tell me about, how did that make you feel? Tell me a funny story from today. And of course, I always think that us sharing a story that our kids or a spouse can relate to just, you know, starts the conversation because you piggyback off those feelings of one another. And the last thing that would help to bring meaningful communication almost immediately is 
to turn on a song, choose a line, and just talk. There are so many incredible music lyrics that teach amazing life lessons. Use them. On my Instagram hashtags, I use teachable lyrics. If you go to that, it's a lot of songs that I have put up in the past and a quick lesson that could go with one lyric that you can extract from that. You know, if we think the world is going to equip our families with strong communication skills, we are all very very wrong. Engagement and communication from you, their family, is what it's going to take to make sure our children even learn strong communication skills. We know that the benefits and the value that strong communication skills bring to our family is so incredible. Don't regret cutting this practice out of your schedule. Make it a priority daily. And at the end of a busy day, when you just can't think any more about making meaningful communication, we will hand you the tools and you make it happen, you all. All you do is peel the sticker. It works. Again, I get it. I get the desire to want that family of your dreams. I get the exhaustion at the end of the day, the mental just tiredness. And I also get that you are the keeper of all the moments because I feel the exact same pressure. That is why I knew these stickers had to work. You all, they are just simply so special. They're not like anything else. It's just really cool to see how just putting this into your daily practice when you put the effort in really changes and impacts the way you all communicate because it trickles into every other area. We all know how incredible it is to have that moment to just slow down, really connect, really feel bonded, really feel that we spoke words that mattered. And that is the feeling that this will bring you. Hey, before you leave, could I ask you just a couple favors? I know that you're here because you feel the exact same way I do. And I know you want other families around you and in your community just building each other up like I hope that we are doing here together. Would you mind going to the bottom of the Families That Stick Together homepage if you are on iTunes? Click the fifth star. It takes literally one second. And it it will give us a rating and it helps be searchable. And then if you have a few seconds, could you please leave a review? I would appreciate it so much. And I will tell you, you will not see that review pop up right away because Apple Podcasts will take about 24 hours to post it. And then, of course, if you're hanging out with a friend today, your sister, your mom, whatever, will you please let them know about Families That Stick Together podcast and what we're doing over here at Together Moments? You know, in this introduction of the podcast, I say, that we're swimming upstream and it's good to have people alongside us. And I really hope that we can keep building this community so that we have each other because I know, like you know, this is not easy. It's not easy to keep going as a strong family, but it's easier when we have one another. And as always, if you have any good ideas that you want to hear on here, please DM me, text me, send me a message, let me know. And I will do my best to bring that out to the world. Thank you, friend, for being here. You are why this podcast exists and why it matters. Thank you so much.
If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.